welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Stephen Nussbaum, uh, my good friend, South Stand Chum, bearded legend, Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. This is episode number 201. It's our first podcast since the epic, epic episode 200 last time. I'd really like to take this opportunity to thank Martin and Elliot for giving up their evening two weeks ago amazing amazing uh, the, the, the the fascinating insight that we got that you wouldn't have heard anywhere else was was just absolutely blinding to be quite frank with you um more than 1400 people have listened so thank you to everybody who's taken the time it was a mammoth or a feature length show because there was no way that we were going to curtail any of the amazing uh, views and content that we uh, have managed to or that, that Elliot and Martin were able to give us and I guess from our perspective not being constrained to a slot on a, on a radio station for example means that we can bring additional Absolutely. content that you wouldn't necessarily get um, elsewhere which we are extremely proud of and, and, and grateful to them again for so thank you Martin and thank you Elliot but this week we are back to normal business uh, we're going to remind you of key events over the past fortnight just to make sure you've not missed anything uh, we briefly covered the Bristol Rovers game we've got a short review of the Oldham game so I guess without further ado we don't want another three hour episode for people <laughs> it won't to, be. Uh, it won't be this week. to, no uh, to, to listen to two on the bounce so uh, we're going to crack on with sponsorship this week I must confess I forgot to mention AJF Plastering at the top of the podcast so my apologies to our sponsors but let's go there an Essex based plastering and rendering company they cover all aspects of domestic and commercial work they specialize in silicone color render systems and the best part you must know by now because enough of you are booking them they offer 15 percent off for all latent orient fans and for latent orient staff so for more information and for the best plastering rendering prices around email ajf plastering at outlook.com or visit ajf plastering on facebook or big ads lofc on Twitter for your 15% off. And we are going to move straight on to a trust update uh, this week. Uh, Jaden Sweeney popped into his old primary school, Loyola Prep, on the 27th of November to chat with pupils and also to show off the National League trophy. While on Wednesday, just past, the whole of the academy team and staff visited Haven House Children's Hospice in Woodford. They were shown a video and had a tour of the facility and meeting children and parents delivering Christmas presents kindly donated by O's fans. Academy manager Lewis Spencer said it was enlightening and most enjoyable. We had a great time and we're so glad we visited. The squad have all pledged to donate £10 each to the hospice and some are even contemplating voluntary work. Amazing. That yeah. is amazing, actually. Really good. Yeah. Really good. That was followed up on Friday, the 29th of November, at the Douglas Air Sports Centre. That was the venue for the Leighton Orient Trust to host a local stage of the EFL's Kids and Girls Cup tournaments, which is now sponsored by Utilita. The winning schools now go on to represent the O's in the area finals, and as they look to gain a place at their respective grand final against the Northern counterpart, team and that will be played at Wembley Stadium so a huge congratulations to Aldersbrook School from Wanstead who were the Kids Cup winners and also to Bishop Shalliner Catholic School from Tower Hamlets who are our girls representative so well done to the both of you we'll keep an eye and see if you can get to Wembley Stadium absolutely that would be a privilege on Friday Howard Gould the community liaison officer was invited by employee and O's fan John Buckley to visit Woodlands Preschool in Perfleet. That was to help with their Christmas raffle draw and also to show off the National League trophy. And the last part of this huge, it's a huge one this week, yeah. Mr. Levy. It was two weeks, isn't it? So, oh, yeah, that's yeah. fair enough. Huge trust update finishes by the club liking to thank all the fans who donated Christmas presents. Some, as mentioned, that have already been delivered and others that will be given out to by the players on Wednesday at Whips Cross Hospital and on the 18th at Homerton Hospital. So you can still drop your presents off between 9.30am and 4pm weekdays or on the Bradford game, which is this coming Saturday, the 14th of December. And to finish, they are all very gratefully 
received. Yeah, so moving on to some uh, other business that we have, we'd like to thank D Hill 79434 and Leon Oresti for their iTunes reviews and their comments. Thank you very much indeed, chaps. Yeah, massively. And don't forget, if you listen on iTunes, you can review us at any time. After 200, we had a spate of five-star reviews and some nice comments. So thank Lovely. you to D Hill and Leon Oresti. And if you are going to give us a five-star review, Leave a comment as well, and then we can give you a shout-out, because there were quite a few five-star reviews with no comments, so yep. we can't tell who those people were. Absolutely. I know it's not Orient-related, but I just want to say a uh, very quick mention and a congratulations to Charlton Athletic, who finally got rid of their bad owner, and we wish you all the best of luck for the future, unless you ever play Leighton Orient. Absolutely. So, so okay. that was then, with a quick, quick round-up of what's gone on. Do this. So, Coulson Monday, 25th of November. There's lots of birthdays in this podcast. Yeah. There's lots in the last one. There's lots in this way. And to start, a happy birthday to one of our favourite men, I think. Yeah. Especially our favourite Texan. So, happy birthday to O's Vice Chairman and Principal Investor, Kent Teague. We hope you had, we know you probably had a great day looking the way that Kent looks at life and his outlook so happy birthday Mr Teague absolutely uh, in the afternoon the FA confirmed there would be no investigation for Forest Green Rovers head coach Mark Cooper following his remarks to Ross Embleton regarding Justin Edinburgh yeah and I think Martin alluded to that he didn't expect anything to come of it because nah. it was he said she said in terms of no one else heard it so yeah, moving convenient, on convenient the fourth official never heard it but yeah. there you go so to Huey Tuesday the 26th of November and a young reserve team were in action in a central league fixture at Southend United and lined up with Janata in goal Judd, Sweeney, Marsh, Ekpeteta, Ogi, Sivi, Kiprianu, Alibi, Dennis and Ifiani. And on the bench we had Campbell, Marfo, Papadopoulos, Hammond and Adiemi. Yeah, so just a quick round-up on this one. The O's went behind in the fourth minute and James Alabi had a few chances that he couldn't take before Southend made it 2-0 from the penalty spot in the 42nd minute. Which is actually how the first half and actually how the match eventually ended as we fell to a 2 0 Defeat. Good run out there for some of those players. Yeah, won't do them any time. harm, will it? Nah, not at all. Absolutely. So Wednesday, the 27th of November, it was a very quiet day at the club with no news to report. Yeah, and the following day, Thursday, the 28th of November, happy Thanksgiving to all of our American listeners. Yeah, absolutely. And, in, and in, our vice and our chairman. Yeah. And vice chairman. Yeah. And another director, Rich Emmett. All and of them. Rich, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So at 11am, the club announced that Raul Satori, whose loan spell at Dover has ended, and that he will return to the O's. Andy Hessenthaler, ex-O manager, now Dover manager, came out and said, Raul has been fantastic in his short time with us, and we really tried to keep him, but it wasn't to be. We are very grateful to Lane Knight for letting us have him in the first place, and we'd certainly have him back if the opportunity presented itself so obviously done really yeah, well scored the, in the FA Cup game scored the winner for Dover against Southland United which got goals goal three games. of their month and then he scored two goals in his follow up game um, Four, so he's yeah. done really really well there. and obviously coming back to the O's full of confidence absolutely yeah in the evening Steve hosted the Orient Hour with amazing guest Dave Victor and Mike Craig who's an administrator on the message board how'd you find that? Yeah, it was fine it feels like ages ago now. It I does, must yeah. be honest so very enjoyable, wasn't it? Very enjoyable. Um, Dave Victor is amazing. Was absolutely fantastic on it. He thanked Mark Cooper, um, and if you want to know why he thanked Mark Cooper, go and listen to it. it Dave's outlook on it was fantastic. Really passionate. A uh, really great angle to come at it from, but really clever angle. He was full of knowledge, facts, his integrity was impeccable, and I was a bit sceptical about Mike from the message board. Um, but Mike was really, really good, made some great points, as did Gibbs the dog, who didn't make any points, but having a dog in the studio might be seen as something negative, but this was a special dog um, who Dave works with, and he was as good as gold. Um, Why is he a special dog? Is he able to help disabled children yeah. or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So literally Dave like, patted him, and he was just like, as good as gold, just sat there, just, like looking around, Amazing. but it was a bit, a bit random. Yeah, having yeah. a dog like in the studio but that's cool though yeah really cool, um, really cool. no I, th I thought Dave was amazing as well I thought you were really brilliant as well actually to be fair because I, I couldn't make it so sorry I couldn't be there um, but hosting is not an easy thing especially when you've got a timed uh, <laughs> slot as well so there's a little bit of added yeah. pressure that obviously we don't normally um, face doing a podcast 
Um, so no, I, think, I think you yeah. did well, yeah. And just to keep the flow of everything going and the conversation going, it's good. You, mate. I listened to it, yeah, it's good. Cheers, buddy. So moving on into Mooney Friday, the 29th of November, and on this day two years ago, Justin Edinburgh was appointed O's manager. Only two years ago, Amazing. Do you know what I mean, what yeah. a, what a journey, what a journey. I think we're going to hear a lot more about Justin in the upcoming weeks now we will um, which we'll obviously come on to a bit later but there's the gala dinner next week isn't there and then it would be his birthday his 50th the following yeah. Tuesday or Wednesday or something like that yeah. so yeah always remember <clears throat> to hear of that never forgotten a nice touch from Oldham in yesterday's programme as well nice tribute to Justin there that we put on our social media channels to highlight so well done to Oldham but obviously we'll come on to that uh, in, in we a few will minutes, yeah. uh, so Mooney Friday still at midday the club released a statement from Nigel Travis regarding the Forest Green Rovers match saying following the incident on the touchline at the Brayer Group Stadium last Saturday with Leighton Orient interim head coach Ross Embleton and Forest Green Rovers manager Mark Cooper I had several constructive but ultimately inconclusive discussions with the Forest Green chairman Dale Vince and given the fact the FA have taken no action against Ross following his red card other than a warning, we have decided to focus on important, on important upcoming fixtures and regard the matter as closed. So that, I think, is that. Yes. So Saturday, the 30th of November, <coughs> no action for the first team as we were not out of the FA Cup uh, in the first round. So this was second round day. So a Saturday off, it was nice, mate. I've got to be honest, I, I quite just, enjoyed my yeah, Saturday. My girls had their ballet recital. I didn't have to check my phone or do anything. Did I could just enjoy the ballet recital. Yeah. Um, but the under-18s were in action. They were away to Southland United and they lost the game 3-1. So unlucky there to the young O's. Twice in a week. That's disappointing. But whilst the first team weren't in action... Young O Jaden Sweeney made his debut for Bishop Stortford on loan and he scored in a two-all draw at Merson. Uh, young keeper Arthur Janata was in action on loan for John Mackey's Potter's yeah. Bar. They sadly lost 2-0 at Bowers and Pitsy. So Sunday the 1st of December as we move into the final month of the year and the decade. Yes, Rio's this decade, yeah. the second decade of the 21st century is nearly done. Mate, the last, yeah, there wasn't an Orient Outlook podcast in the... Uh, First decade. In the first yeah, decade, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. Theo's Christmas party took place at it midday. Did. The pictures looked great. Um, unfortunately, my girls aren't into football, so there's my no point in me taking them. Yeah, really. My Theo had chicken pox, so yes, I couldn't did. do that. And it was live, <laughs> like, like as in contagious, so yeah. I couldn't, which is why I couldn't do Orient hours. Yeah. So, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't do anything with him, unfortunately. But we hope everyone who went had a great day. It's always nice to see the pictures of, like, kids and new engaging fans we've got a few fans who we know messaged us and said it was a great day and they yeah. really enjoyed it and what a great way for those kids to spend a couple of hours getting to meet like their idols who they see on the pitch yeah. you know I mean absolutely. don't get out of every club mate. And, yeah. and for some of the adults as well yeah, absolutely. to have a chat with them that don't normally uh, the ladies development team were in action and were 7-3 victors over Godalming Town um, in the in the it, ah, sorry, the ladies development team were in action and were 7-3 victors over Godalming Town with a double from skipper Macy Cannon and Susan Fagbohan uh, with a goal each for Daphne Delina and Gemma and Cheney. Yeah. So well done to the ladies, 7-3 scoreline, very impressive, well done ladies. Absolutely, so Monday the 2nd of December and a happy birthday to Dean Brill who shares his birthday with my missus, so, yeah. Yeah. so happy birthday to Dean. Sarah is never going to listen to this podcast, but happy birthday in case you can hear me from the, uh, from the kitchen <laughs> the to wall. the living room. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tuesday the 3rd of December, uh, it's another birthday, and this time we say a very big happy birthday to a top, top man, Charlie yeah. Edinburgh. Yeah, happy birthday. Happy That's birthday Charlie. to you, mate. Wednesday 4th of December, guess what? It's another birthday. It absolutely is. Happy coming. 18th birthday to young O. Jaden Sweeney but as well as Jaden's birthday we also had our first match in 10 days yes we did as we went away to Bristol Rovers in the second round of the leasing.com trophy so the team for this one was Sergeant in going at the back we had Lynn Ekpeteta Turley and Willowson midfield Marsh Kiprianu and Wright with JMD Wilkinson and Angle making up the rest of the 11 on the bench we had Brill Happy Gorman Dayton Dennis Harold and the newly returned from Dover, Mr Sartorio. Yeah, the O's made seven changes from the last game at home to Forest Green with only Turley, Ling, Angle and Wright keeping their starting places as Craig Clay missed out through illness and James Brophy through injury. XO Victor Adebayejo was named on the bench for Bristol Rovers. For me, decent team there. Shows yeah. the depth for the squad when 
we haven't got too many injuries. So you can see throughout a lot of players who have been injured and now either starting or on the bench, which is great to see. It means they're challenging. Happy with that. Yeah, it was good to see Wilkinson and go back, and I think it's a decent looking side. Yeah, lots of views coming in now before the match. Um, a few that we'd mentioned at Trousers Techno. So good to see some youthful faces in the lineup. Hector and Ruel. More, please. Yeah, Graham G1484 3952 said, Great to have Connor and Lee starting together for the first time since since the 21st of September, he goes on to say. So, great good spot. Yeah. Great spot. Wallerad. Uh, this wasn't about the team. He was, Wallerad, I think it's Adam, was there yeah. um, in the stand and tweeted us just before kickoff by saying, Ross Embleton has just said thanks individually to every Orient supporter here. How man? How many managers would do that? And hashtag it life. What an amazing! I mean, obviously we love Embleton here. Obviously the third outlooker, but Winter thank every Orient fan individually I mean, before kickoff. Come on now! But it turns out there was a hundred and something fans that had made yeah. the trip. But I think at the time there was only like fifty fans there. Unbelievable! So impressive. Never heard of that before in my life. So kudos to you. Uh, Ross, so the match kicked off on a cold December night in the 15th minute. Connor Wilkinson went down in the box and was booked for simulation. Uh, I think the club Twitter account reported that they felt that there was possibly contact there. So see that how you will. Bristol Rovers took the lead though a minute later. A free kick was whipped in from Leon Serkham on the right. And Kilgore rose highest and headed past Sam Sargent to put the ball, uh, put the hosts 1-0 ahead. And I thought for me that's a really poor goal to concede. Poor defending. I actually think it was Miles Mann who scored that. It's just a basic goal. I guess we've seen a few too many times this season. The yeah. ball in the box. Um, we don't get we don't get heads to it to clear it, and then their man in bang bosh at the back one nil. Pretty yeah. pretty basic. Bit disappointing um, to go behind, but yeah. their lead lasted just four minutes as Lee Angle equalised thanks to some great footwork on the right hand side and a peach of a cross from JMD as he crossed into Lee. At the back post, a bit of a simple tapping for Lee, but yeah. take him as we get him, and one all, which is how the score stayed until half time. So for me, we mentioned JMD against Forest Green Rovers. He had a really good second half, I thought, when he came on, and he's got a very decent assist with good footwork and a cross where he's put it on a plate for Lee. So for me, well done there to JMD, and for Angle to get that goal, won't have done his confidence any harm. Mm-hmm. I think that's his first goal back since injury, but we need to. Start seeing JMD do that on a more consistent 100%. basis. That's two now. So come on, yeah. JMD. Let's do it again. Obviously, we'll come on to Oldham a bit more, but I was happy with that. But going back to what Martin said in episode 200, you don't get a lot from Jordan defensively. So he will be judged Absolutely. on his offensive yeah. play. And at the moment, I think he's probably answering that quite well with the goal from yesterday and, and, and the assist here. Yeah. But we need to see more of it as well. So it's a good starting point. And absolutely, I, I agree with you. Uh, Lee's had a, an easy tap-in thanks to the hard work that Jordan's done yeah. in providing a good cross for him. So that's how the half finished. One all. There was 865 uh, Hardy Souls in uh, the Memorial Ground. 106 of those were late Orient fans. So fair play. Oh, I was 106. So fair play to all of you who made that trip. Uh, the second half kicked off. There were no changes for the O's. In, uh, but in the 56th, uh, sorry, 55th minute, Jordan Maguire drew cut inside and curled an effort toward the back post, but their goalkeeper tipped that away. And five minutes later, Connor Wilkinson was substituted and replaced by Royal Satori. Well, that JMD effort, again, was really good. Picked up wide on the right, cut inside, looked up, see what he's trying to do. Mm. Decent save there from their keeper, but good to see Satori get some game time. Yeah. So let's fast forward to the 74th minute, Matt Harold. Back at his old club. I think he got a good reception from what I saw. I heard he did, yeah. Ginger Pele. He came on for Lee Angle. And eight minutes later, the last sub of the game, JMD replaced by James Dayton. I wonder if that's with Ross thinking penalties. Because we know Dayton scored his final penalty uh, against Brighton back at Brisbane Road. So maybe he was thinking there may be penalties, maybe more confident yeah, in James I'm... rather than JMD. Maybe, or maybe it's just game time. Possibly, yeah. Pure, pure game time. Um so we're going to fast forward the rest of that match. Uh, three minutes of added time are played out and we go to penalties to decide who will progress to the next round of the trophy. Um, so penalty one was Clark Harris. He scored it. Josh Wright stepped up for us and saved. his one was saved. Yeah, I mean, you don't normally see Josh Wright have too many penalties saved. Normally Correct. quite reliable from the yes. spots he missed. Second I was very up. surprised to see that. Yeah. Saved. Yeah. Second up, Rodman scored for Bristol Rovers. 
And then Matt Harold scores at this point 2-1 to Bristol Rovers. Yeah, Craig scored for Bristol Rovers and Marsh scored for us. That meant, meant it 3-2. 3-2, the yeah. scored for Bristol Rovers. So that meant that Rule Satoru had to score his penalty to keep the O's in the competition. But his penalty was saved as we lose 4-1 penalties and we exit the leasing.com trophy. I thought Satoru's penalty wasn't too bad. The keeper just guessed very early okay. and made a decent save. I've not seen the Josh penalty, but I saw Satoru's decent save there from the keeper. Game done. Yeah, absolutely. Ross Embleton said after the match, he said, my message to the boys was, whatever happens in the penalty shootout, please remember the quality of the performance, the things we've spoken about in the last week to 10 days and how you've gone out and delivered that tonight. I'm delighted with the way we performed. So very, very happy, Mr. Embleton. Yeah, I'd say there. so. So he's taken the po- one side from that. You know, Mr. Robes aren't doing too bad from what I can no, see. They're, a league, one, they're, they're yeah. a league above us, so, you know, and they didn't make that many changes either. You know, they've still got good quality players in their team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so your views on that one, then? Yeah, you know, as I say, they fielded a strong side. We did well. Um, obviously, it's just the penalties that have that have hurt us there. We scored a good goal, but we've also conceded probably another poor goal. Um, that's fair. Disappointed fair. that we've lost on the penalties. It's a good workout for those coming back from injury. And I think it gives Ross a lot of food for thought for the Oldham game on that was played yesterday. So. Yeah, good point. I think this game just kind of snuck up on me a little bit. Do you know what I mean? Because it was Wednesday. I'm not used to Wednesday no. games. Yeah, yeah. Leasing.com. It was a bit like, oh, okay. Um, but like you said, I thought we responded well to going a goal behind. It was good that only four minutes between going behind and equalising, which is always good. Like I've said, good to see Angle scoring again. I like what I heard about Kiprianu. Um, I didn't watch it. Um, but lots of good comments about Hector coming mm. in. Um, and with having Hector and Marsh and Josh, a bit of a different balance to having like Absolutely. Clay Gorman. A bit different there. Um, it does give Ross a headache for Saturday. Um, and I finished, obviously, we write this at the time. And I said, I'd still expect Coulson and Clay to return if fit. So let's see what happens. And obviously, we'll come on to what happens yeah. a bit later on. So we'll mention a few of your views. A bit varied. Um, after this match, as you'd expect. And again, because we mentioned that these tweets, that all came into at Orient Outlook, doesn't necessarily mean we agree with them all. So Boatsy said, played one part, so plenty of positives for Saturday. Leon Oresti said, the better team in the second half, Turley and Kipriano should be knocking on the door for Saturday. Very assured performances from both. Turley just come back from a long injury. Turley seems to have kind of just slotted back in. Slotted back in. Shows quality. Yeah, absolutely. At me, Baker, 2001, says Kipriano should start. The boy has so much confidence. He's kind of just snuck up on us. Like, he wasn't one, even two or three weeks ago, and if you said Hector's going to be challenging for a place on the bench or starting, you would have gone, no, he's not. Really? Yeah. Mm. He's kind of just somehow got into Ross's plans, which is a great example for other kids in the youth team to go, right, <coughs> Hector's done it from out of nowhere, so I need to push on and see if I can get through. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Or in Meat Pie said, Sergeant can't dive to his left, apparently. We can't defend. We need to learn how to stop giving the ball away a million times in a game. We created absolutely nothing apart from one Maguire-Drew shot in the second half. Other than that, it was great. Thought the young lads did well today. Kipriano was good, Satoru looked lively and Turley had a good game. Importantly, Angle and Wilkinson got minutes too. Now to sort out our league form starting Saturday. Yeah, Mark Soichuk said, despite the result, there are a lot of positives to take from the match. A much more up-tempo style of play. Marsh and Kipriano stood out with Turley being my man in a match. He should start on Saturday over Coulson. Much quicker to the ball and far more assertive. Gold931 said, Game doesn't have importance, but it's still another game without a win. And I believe that's eight now. We must get something from the Oldham game. It's vital. Yeah, so I guess you know, that's a decent point. Eight yeah. games without a win. The bigger that number goes, the more the pressure starts to rise and it maybe starts to play on people's minds a bit more. Than it's already probably in their minds. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's like Martin said last in episode 200. It's like you've almost forgotten how to win. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, good point. The Menace, 1881, says, Watch this on the stream. The quality was excellent, as was the performance. Much improved. Passing was good. And pleased that Marsh, Turley and Kipriano started. All played well. It's, you know, we've lost on penalties, but a lot of people impressed with the performance, which you yeah. can see. And again, against a, a, league, a decent League One side, yeah. it's nothing to be sniffed at. James O'Hagan gets the final word on this. He says... A one-all draw against a team, a division above us, with a mix of regulars and fringe players. 
I'll take that as a somewhat of a positive. I reckon there'll be a few knocking on the door of a potential starting 11 place come Saturday. Yes, yeah, so thanks well, to everyone who tweeted us. Crystal ball there. After the match. Yeah, yeah. those were all tweets. As we've said, it came into at Orient Outlook. So prediction leagues are well done to play back gammon at Spenno 11 Gary Hammond Perk at Charlie underscore Paul at George underscore LFC and at Fozzie Bear Fan who predicted one all. So got the three points. No one got the maximum four points. Is that a relative of Steve Foster, do you think? Do you know what? I was going to mention that. Yeah, absolutely. Let us know, Steve. And there will be a full prediction league table roundup at the end of the podcast. So that covers Bristol Rovers very briefly. Um, we didn't want to go into too much detail on that one as it was a, a while ago. But uh, we've, we've covered some of the main bits that happened in that game. So we'll move on then to Thursday the 5th of December. And the club announced that our home match versus Northampton Town that was originally scheduled for Saturday the 4th of January, has now been rearranged to Tuesday the 21st of January with a 7.45 kickoff, And that's because Northampton will be playing in the third round of the FA Cup on the original date. So that's the 4th of January. So we're not playing on the 4th of January. Boys get a rest, um, but they'll have a busy week uh, the 18th, the 21st and the 26th, uh, 5th. So since we beat Northampton, and we beat them 1-0 at their place, they have... Mm-hmm. Been one of the form teams of the division. Great that defeat seems to have kicked them up the bum. Great. And since then, they've been beating everyone in the third round of the FA Cup. So, yeah. well done. Fantastic. So that's North so good to hear. Hamps. It's a Friday, the 6th of December. And the club announced that they would be looking for a new media manager. As Elliot Byrne tweeted, just a note to say that this is my final month with LOFC as I head to Pastures New. It's been an incredible pleasure. So, from us at the podcast, we wish Elliot well in his next journey. Someone Absolutely. did tweet us in episode 200 and said to Elliot, what would you do if you got an offer from elsewhere? And Elliot gave a very politician's answer, answer shall I say. In hindsight, I'd have to listen back to it, but didn't let anything out of the bag. So, you know, he's got, done a great job. I thought he was he, great in episode 200 in terms of when he was talking about the work and about how you work yourself up to where he's got to. And we all know that, like, the content that he's done in terms of the whole Justin pass and some of the stuff they put out there was just quite incredible under the most tenuous of times and challenging yeah. of times. And wherever he's going, we're sure he'll go and yeah. smash it. Absolutely. He gave an answer along the lines of that he's happy at Orient and that uh, you know he's not looking and... Lies, all lies. <laughs> Don't believe anything you listen here on this podcast. No, I'm just kidding. We wish you every success yeah, in your next uh, stage of your career. So we'll move on then to Saturday, the 7th of December. It's yesterday as we record today, the Sunday. The main event of the day was Oldham away. And before the game, we ran a Twitter poll and we f- to find out how you thought we'd get on. Uh, and after 228 votes in 24 hours, you voted with 27% saying a draw, 31% said we'd lose, and 42% said we'd win. So thanks to everybody who took the time to vote it, and well done to the 27% who said that we would draw. <laughs> Quite a, a good split there, quite yeah. close there, so I, f- I think that was good. So the team was announced at 2pm, so let's see what everyone made of it. So Sargent started in goal, the back four was Ling, Happy, Turley and Wellowson. Midfield was made up of Marsh, Kiprianu and Wright with JMD, Wilkinson and Angle making up the 11 on the bench. Dean Brill, Josh Colson, Marvinek Pateta, Dale Gorman, James Dayton, James Brophy and Matthew Harold. Yeah, indeed. So Ross made one change from the team who played against Bristol Rovers on Wednesday. Sam Sargent and Jamie Turley, they retained their places and Hector Kiprianu makes his Football League debut. Liango and Connor Wilkinson are also included together. Your views? Um, I really like this team in terms of it shows Ross is picking the team based on training yeah. and form and it's prepared to take a risk. I mean, you look at the bench, you go Dean Brawl, Josh Corson, Marvin Ekpateta, James Brophy. They're all starters three weeks ago. Beginning of the season, beginning of season if you said those players would be on the bench, you'd go what? Yeah. You'd go, you're mental. Stop um, taking the meds. But yeah. I think it also sends a message to players who are out of form you know, mainly to kick up the backside. Um, and maybe some motivation that might be missing potentially. But looking at the bench, that is a strong bench. You've got a lot of options there. The bench really good. Known for Alibi. And at the time, I said more surprisingly, Dennis. But I think Ross talks about Dennis in his post-match interview. So we'll come back to Dennis uh, on post-match. You? I agree with you. Uh, I also think Ross has really rung the changes from the usual match day league squad that he goes with. I think it's exciting. I think it's interesting. 
4-3-3 on paper will suit the side. We've got pace and skill to, to manage this game and I expect we won't concede many with Marsh patrolling in front of the back four. Uh, I think it works really well. I, I, I like the sound of it. I think you've got the pace of Turley alongside Happy, which looks gives us a bit more of a solid, more balanced back back uh, back line there. Um, good to have Joe Willison back at, at, at the left back, and I think with Wilkinson and Angle up top, I think I wrote at the time, I think it should yield goals. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm very very ple- pleasantly surprised by this. Cool. Okay, so lots... A lot. I mean, we get lots of tweets anyway when a squad is announced. I think there were more. I think yesterday when the team was announced. So we go through a few of them. At Stephen Orient, so brave, but pleased as we need to try and turn things around. Dan Alton two five nine zero said very brave and bold. But why bring Satoru back and not include him in the squad? Decent point. It's a no? fair point. That yeah, is a decent otherwise point. Otherwise, he could have stayed at Dover. Who Dover wanted him for another? Yeah. Period. Yeah. Fair shout. The occasional one. So no complaints from me. So no moaning tonight. Bazal seventy three said after the performance midweek, I think it's right the right decision to go with much of the same team. Angle and Wilkinson on fire. Hopefully, Wilco three hundred. So we haven't won in eight games. So something had to change. Does look like a well balanced side. R Orion F said first thing I did was cheer some fresh faces to the starting lineup in the league of late. Regardless of the score, now I'm glad Ross is willing to change things. So I think that's a good point. Yeah, really good point. Really good point. Yeah. So after a protest from the Oldham fans against their current owners, the match kicked off with Yo's looking for a win after an eight-game winning streak, and Oldham looking to follow up on their good win in their last league outing against Newport County. Yeah, and we got off to a terrible start, fortunately. <laughs> there's no hiding it. In the second minute, Johnny Smith gave the host the lead. He cut in from the right wing. He raced away from the Orient defence, particularly Dan Happy. And he finished well into the bottom corner of Sam Sargent's goal to make it 1-0 to the, to the host. And as I say, Happy got done for pace by their man. I think that was possibly a preventable goal because that actually started from the highlights that I've seen. It yeah, started it from our goal kick. It does. It gets headed forwards by Oldham. Their forwards, it then gets headed back, I think, by Josh Ryan or Kiprianu, and then their man heads it forward and it then gets headed on to into the path of this Smith guy. So, again, a little bit less ping pong in the middle. It's easy to say I've never played the game, but yeah, it's just it started from our goal kick and ended up in the back of our net. I think it's a really frustrating start. I think it's poor. I think Hector got a bit criticised. I think it's really hot, tough there to criticise Hector. I mean, he's on it's the halfway line, he headed it backwards. You still have to give the ball away and their guy still has to do the hard work and score Yeah, off the back of it but I thought it was a good goal good finish and didn't leave Sergeant much of a chance but you see the lineup, you're all excited you're like right today's going to be the day it's going to be a bit different and then you wind all down after two minutes yeah, exactly <laughs> do you know what I mean so not the best start so let's forward on into 22nd minute a long ball um, from the old defence was cleared straight into the path of JMD again JMD done well Cuts inside. I think now he's playing on the right. You know what he's going to do. He's going to look up. He's going to cut inside. He's going to look to get a shot away as early as what he can, which is what he done. Um, decent shot, but an easy save there for De La Paz in the old goal. What a great keeper's name, De La Paz. Yeah. Like it. Three minutes later, though, JMD wasn't to be denied as Liangol got down the byline on the right-hand side, putting a dangerous low cross across the face of goal that Maguire drew managed to bundle into the net to level the scores at one all, And I, um, I made a note, having seen the highlights, well played Josh Wright yeah, fair point. Uh, for that. Uh, I think we pick their pocket and it, it comes out to Josh Wright. We nick the ball off them. Josh Wright then places that into the channel. Lee Angle runs on and puts a decent ball across. They'll be disappointed. I'd be disappointed if we'd conceded that goal. Yeah, I agree. Because it's gone across their goal, past their keeper and a defender or two. Um, but great, one all. Yeah, really good. Fantastic. Same combo as the yeah. goal on Wednesday, just yeah. vice versa. Yeah. Really good. Fifth goal of the season for JMD, who's not really done much this no. season, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it's amazing. Really isn't it? that much. Hasn't started much, but he's got five goals and he's not got, played much. He's got a couple of assists as well, so yeah. well done to JMD. Not a bad return at all. So the 39th minute, Liango wins the ball by the halfway line, release JMD, who drags the shot wide. So at this point, looking a bit intentful here, looking for yeah. the second. Yeah, absolutely. One one minute of time added on at the end of the first half and in the final minute, Jamie Stott had a strike from range which Sargent pushed away as the sides went in level at the break with the scores at one all. Attendance was announced at 3,121 fans. 352 of those, or just over 10%, were away fans. Great effort. 
on a cold, horrible December morning with your team not doing too well. That's really good. Kudos to those fans. I think that was the fourth highest away attendance in League Two. It's not a lot, is it? 352 if that's the fourth highest. I mean, no, that's, it was, that's yeah, a good effort. Yeah. Don't get me yeah, wrong. I'm good. not criticising, but... It, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So no changes for the O's at half-time. And in the first minute of the second half, Joe Wilderson picked up a yellow card for his trouble. And in the 50th minute, we went close. As Connor Wilkinson picked up the ball outside the box. His shot was deflected and it curled just wide. But I think the keeper had it covered that one. And from the resulting corner, Dilla Paz spilled the ball. Bit of a scramble. Angle got a shot away, but there were so many shots bodies in the middle it just got clear to safety yeah, absolutely that wasn't unfortunately going anywhere but decent decent by us Sam Sargent needed to be alert in the 56th minute as the dangerous Johnny Smith was up to his tricks he found space and shot but he Sargent managed to save yeah on the hour mark the only angle race into a Sam Sargent long kick his shot was saved and a minute later it was the first O sub as JMD was replaced by James Brophy and on that angle chance route one football but sometimes it works. Yeah, uh, it does. I thought Angle done really well to make the opening, but he didn't really connect very well with his nah. shot. Get a simple save, but if he connects with it, yeah, then they were left going. sort of really sort of heavy, flat-footed, and, yeah. and he was away. Uh, just shows perhaps he's lacking a little bit of match match sharpness. But I haven't seen Route One football yield a goal that I can remember for ages, where we've just gone straight and uh, you know straight down, and that's where Sam Sargent's been fed the ball back, and he's then just sort of cleared it into. Last one was Walsall. I remember Brill booted it and Brophy flicked on and Wilkinson got that little touch. Uh, okay, I have to take your word for that. I don't point. remember. Yeah, I mean, you, you can take my word for it. Yeah, I have to because <laughs> I don't remember. But it's re- it's that rare that yeah. you you know we don't really we don't really see it. It's a shame Angle didn't Angle didn't finish Agreed. that. He was in on goal and he just he's just scuffed it really. It's just a bit too much of a soft shot. But in the seventy second minute, Matt Harold replaced Connor Wilkinson and two minutes later, Dan Happy picked up. A yellow card for a foul. Ginger Pele. So we made our final substitution in the 80th minute as Lee Angle was replaced by James Dayton. And a minute later, Murray had a curling effort for Oldham that went just wide. That His effort was very similar to the Morecambe one that they scored against us from. But thankfully, this one didn't end up in the back of the net. Yeah, George Marsh went into the referee's book three minutes from time, giving away a free kick just outside the box, which David Jones, ex-Sheffield Wednesday, had been without a club. Oh, uh, apparently, uh, well, EFL show. Um, he had been out a club, been without a club since the summer. He's only just signed for Oldham, uh, and that bit of quality has just hit the post. Thankfully, Sergeant, and it goes out. Sergeant beaten, beaten all day. Yeah, long. that's a goal. If, if that's an inch or two to the right, that's a goal because Sam wouldn't have got that. So that was a huge let off for us. It was. It was. Uh, and had that gone in, it'd be a very different outlook of the game. So five minutes of time were added on. And in the 94th minute, Oldham had a corner that was headed just wide as the referee brought the game to an end as the O's picked up a well-deserved points for their travel. So we weren't at the game. David was, and he spoke to Ross Embleton. So here's what Ross had to say post-match. And it's a very honest Ross Embleton, as you would imagine. Whenever you're ready, Dave. Ross, thanks for joining us. Was that a point gained? Uh, funny enough, it's what just said to the lads in there. We've all been talking all week about three points and getting ourselves, you know, back on that, uh, get that winning feeling back. And um, so you sort of feel a bit disappointed at the fact that we didn't perform today. Um, but I think it won't be one that we'll um, we'll all remember in terms of the quality of the game. I thought it was one of the uh, quite quite possibly one of the worst games of football I've ever seen. Um, so I think um, to come away from a poor game, poor performance with a point on the road, you, you know, we've got to be happy with it. Came back 10, from, should I say. Yes, we came back from behind after the worst possible start. Yeah, and I think it summed us up a little bit, Dave. We just looked sluggish, um, you know, to a degree. Um, take some responsibility for that because obviously we played Wednesday night and I kept a very, um, very familiar team from the one that went out on Wednesday and performed really well. Um, so maybe in hindsight, fresher legs might have, might have helped that, but... Um, at the same time, I just thought we, we, were, we were off the pace a little bit and off the mark. And, and I think it t- told with the way that we got caught for the goal and on a couple of occasions, very similar moves um, and put ourselves under a little bit of pressure because we just had no real energy and no real bite about us today. But the equaliser was taken well. Yeah, I thought we worked it well. We'd worked some, a couple of moves that we've looked at and, and how we get up the pitch and how we could affect uh, the opposition, the particular opposition and the players they had in their team today. And... Um, 
it was Lee, wasn't it, that run down that right-hand side and, and worked well to get onto the ball. Um, we've been without him the last couple of days. He didn't travel with the boys last night because he's been suffering with illness. So he, he put his body on the line today and worked well to put the ball across. And I think Jordan, uh, Jordan Maguire drew, touched it in, but it, somehow it went over the line anyway. Jamie Turley had a good game, didn't he? Yeah, I've been delighted with Turles. It's, um, it was obviously a really difficult start to the season for him well, and a frustrating end to last one. Uh, and it took us longer than we, than we would have hoped to have got him back. But I think we're seeing now the, the player that probably we didn't see to a great deal last year as well because he never really got to play in his best position on a regular basis. So um, obviously he came into the team, performed well at right back and then gave him his opportunity Wednesday night and said to him, if you, know, if you perform, you'll find yourself in the team, which, which he's gone out there today and, and defended his box well. First league start for young Hector. Yeah, I think I said to you Wednesday night, Dave, I, um, I'm really excited by this boy. I think he's got um, huge potential. One of those players that for his age shows real maturity and calmness on the ball. Um, he's getting bigger and he's getting stronger. He's going to become more powerful the, you know, the, the older he gets. And, and over the next coming, coming months, we can really put that into him to, to get him that little bit stronger to be able to compete. But I think he's, he's going to be a real talent. And I, and I was delighted with his performance again today. Is this Sam Sargent's time? Yeah, he's made some good stops, hasn't he? Probably um, stops you would expect Sarge to make. Um, his kicking's consistent. Uh, I think what we have got now, uh, if, I, if I'm brutally honest, you know, in the past, Dino's always been my first choice and, and has been, I suppose, when Justin was here too, in terms of um, you know, when, when we made that change, that Dean's kept that shirt. But I think what we see now is there's a real competition for places. And I think across not just that position with Dino and Sarge, um, I think across the squad today, you've looked at a number of players that haven't been involved and, and haven't got off the bench. It's starting to show that we're in a little bit of a healthier position. It wasn't a great match and it wasn't helped by a referee who didn't have a great performance. No, you're right, it wasn't a great match. I've just been trying to unwatch it in the uh, in the changing room in there. Um, and I won't be overly reviewing it too much because it, I think it would be a painful experience to have to do it again. But, yeah, I, there were some, just some real strange decisions um, that, that I could... We didn't have contact with him today because as we walked out for the start of the game, their communications were down. So the fourth official didn't have contact with the ref or the linesman. So we couldn't get so many explanations for the decisions. But the, the booking for Joe, he's given two free kicks where he's cleared the ball and the guys ended up running into him. I think he's a little bit strong. Uh, but the big one for me is the counter-attack. You know, we've, we've, we've worked the ball, we've won it back, we're on the break. And he says to me, I needed to book the guy. And you think, well, let's score a goal first or find out if we're going to score and then book him it, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever and, and I was under the impression that that rule is in place to, to try to let the game flow over 300 travelling fans yeah great um, you know loud we didn't give them much to cheer today and I've always I think I always say to you Dave that it's our responsibility to get them people up off their seat and making a little bit of noise um, but it's great numbers for, for us to be backed with and, 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 and to have been followed with today uh, just disappointed that we didn't give them a little bit more to cheer about it's going to be a big crowd Bradford City will ensure that next weekend you're going to have some real difficult selection quite uh, for that one right? yeah and today's been a today's been a tough day for me in terms of um, some of the decisions that I've had to make because um, um, I've put myself out there a little bit and brought players out of the team that haven't really been out of the team um, probably since they came to the club so um but I think it's important that everybody in the squad knows that there's a possibility and opportunity to play in the team. Um, people like Marvin will be disappointed that he wasn't in included today because I thought he had a good game, albeit on the left side of defence on um, on Wednesday night. So, But my, my big thing is now is that when you perform, you get the opportunity or you'll be very, very close to getting your opportunity. And I've, I think I've proved that with, with the changes that, that we made on Wednesday and followed it up today. Like I say, a little bit maybe naive today because... Um, we looked like we lacked a little bit of energy and legs and that was probably because of the, you know, our close and the travelling and that that went with Wednesday's game. But certainly headaches come in, Dave, and, and I'm hoping that they continue because it means we've got a fit and healthy squad. And finally, for me, Ross, on that uh, hip, hip, uh, fit and healthy squad theme, what about the casualties and the absentees? Wrap um, me brain so I don't miss anybody today. But Louis Dennis um, actually pulled up in the warm-up on Wednesday night. Um, was suffering a problem with his knee. I don't think it's too drastic. He's been in this morning and done some um, done some work in the, in the gym and that sort of thing to try and keep him ticking over. So we're hoping that's not that's not too much of a of a drastic one. Um, obviously, Royal and, and James Alibi travelled with us today. Craig Clay uh, has been a bit of a concern. Very close. Craig wanted to um, wanted to be involved today, but um, I don't, didn't feel he was at the stage. Still coughing and spluttering and, and not quite in um, exactly the right place. And what I didn't want to do was put him on the bench 
bench and he ends up having 20 minutes and makes himself even more ill, I was conscious of the fact that we wanted to look after him so that he can come in at the beginning of next week ready to, to look towards next Saturday. Thanks very much, Ross. Thank you. Cheers. So thank you there to Dave Victor for sending us his interview there, Ross Embleton. I think a very honest uh, outlook there from Ross. Um, yeah, super. But like we've got to say, you know, if you perform, then you'll get in the team. And I think that's how it should be at any club. Meritocracy. So, Absolutely. Yeah. But so well done, he was quite critical as well, the fact that it wasn't yeah. a good game. I, I think I made a note in my notes that we probably made that game sound a little bit more exciting than, or entertaining or eventful than what it actually was because a lot of people that were there messaged us saying it's very poor quality of football. Yeah. Uh, and you'd argue that you know the angle uh, chance where we've gone route one, you know, changes the game. We walk away with three points from what would have arguably been a, a poor game. So such fine margins. Um, but we're now nineteenth in League Two. We sure are. Yeah. We've played twenty. We've only won five of those. We've drawn six. We're unbeaten in eleven of our twenty. To be fair. Um, uh, but we've lost nine. <laughs> Uh, we've got a goal difference of minus eight. We're on 21 points as well. So, as I say, for me, um, it really was good for us having gone one goal behind uh, as early as the second minute uh, and then getting one back um, within the first half. I thought that was a real positive for us. I feared the worst, though, after the first goal went in for them. I thought this is probably, you know, we've made a lot of changes. We've got players out there that yeah. haven't played together before or for a while. And I thought this... You know, maybe that's backfired and it was too good to be true, and actually, we're going to get thumped here. Um, but because we've equalised so quickly, uh, I think that gives us confidence and, and something to build on moving forward. So, you know, Oldham aren't great, and nor were we. Um, I didn't see the game, so I can only comment on the bits I've actually seen. But, you know, we still clearly need to be more clinical in both boxes. We need to clear the ball from our box and just be that little bit sharper in their box. Yeah, okay. Short and sweet for me this week. Yeah, it sure is, mate. For me, sluggish start. I think um, we alluded to it. Goal down in two minutes. Yeah. Came back into it well. Good to see another goal for JMD. Sounds as if Turley played quite well again. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, judging by Ross's comments, it did sound like it was a pretty poor game, but it could have been a lot worse. If that free kick from Jones goes in, I think there's a much bigger yeah. uh, <laughs> reaction post-match. But a big week coming up now for the squad. You'd imagine training's intense. And there's still, I think, a lot of places up for grabs in the starting lineup. You know, Brill, Coulson, Brophy, Ekpeteta, Clay, Dayton, Gorman, Dennis, Alabi, Satorio. All challenging for places. Mm. All chan- you know, those, those players should all be trying to get at least, at absolute minimum, a place on the bench, if not a place in the starting 11. So you'd imagine t- uh, training this week will be pretty intense. But nine games without a win is a spell that has to be broken sooner. Yeah rather than later um, so those were our views your views this week then Stuart1973 says respect the point take it and move on stop the slide and take the positive from it upwards and onwards yeah Chris Cow too said good away point and fully justified the changes Ross made let's make this the start of a decent run absolutely El Coado says I'll take a point away from home in most cases any day of the week hopefully we can kick on again now I like how Ross kept the people in the team who impressed the other night a team should always be picked on performance and not on the name. Good point. Les LK fifty two has a slightly different view. He said it's not really it's really not good enough against the team, also struggling and with off field issues too. The board will need to strengthen in January. I'm really concerned for us this season. We are just not firing and could easily get relegated on this form. Yeah, fair point. Dear Stu, this is a good point away from home. I would like to ask some of our fans what gives us a divine right to win this game. Unbelievable comments mm. from some of our fans post-match, or if that's what you call them. Yeah, uh, Ollie underscore Sonnenfield said the quality of football on display was honestly so poor. A couple stood out, namely Hector and Turley. Besides that, it really was rubbish. Oh, wow, Chaz Hawks. Replied on that uh, comment and said, Hector gave away the first goal and looked out of his depth, in my opinion, but only young, so we'll be interested to see if they keep the faith in There him. were replies to that, but we could be here all day, so um, it was just interesting. Steve LOFC said, unconvinced and still serious contenders go down with his current crop. Dan Alton, 2590, who, who was at the game, says, an OK away point, but if I'm honest, I've left the ground a little bit disappointed. Oldham are poor, but they were the only team trying to win the game in that second half, and without the post getting in the way, they would have done just that, and finished his tweet by saying, we need a manager. Alan Reeves, too, said, respect the point. We've been hopeless lately, so this has to be a positive. 
I still believe we have some of the best attacking players in the in the division. When with everyone fit again, it's just a matter of time before it clicks. Big ads, LOFC, the podcast sponsor. This is a brief assessment of the game, which I, he was there also. Much more solid than central defence. Hector was solid and improved the centre of the park. Centre midfield is stronger, but for JMD, he was poor and his crosses and ball retention was poor. Same team for me next week, but Brophy in for JMD and in ads got into a debate with Louise about JMD. He's a funny one, JMD, because he's... Got, if if you look at him on paper, he, he's scored, which is what he's there to ultimately Correct. do. But he's not done much other than that. So do you want someone who's going to do a lot but not score? Or do you want someone who doesn't do much but gets the goal? An interesting one. Yeah, interesting it is that one. dilemma. And in a, in a results-driven business, you're going to want the guy who's scoring. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, interesting. And that's what he's being judged on. Yeah. Scores and assists, goals and, he, and assists. And he was still whipped off after an hour as well, JMD. He only got 60 minutes, obviously... Probably didn't impress that much, even though he's got the goal. So, yeah, yeah. interesting one, JMD. Yeah, Smoko's tweeted, said, because of the changes to the lineup, it feels like something we can build on going forward. Point gained, in my opinion, which I agree with. Yeah, absolutely. George Nicholas underscore once. says, Oldham and no pushovers, and we did well not to cave in. A point will do, but we need a win to build the confidence we had before. Thought a number of players did well and earned their place for next week. Turley and Happy should start together again against Bradford, but overall, I'm pleased. I agree with that. Orient Fan TV gets the final word this week. He says, a point to build on, and well done to Ross for making changes. In recent games, after going 1-0 down so early, we would have collapsed and lost the game by two or three. Let's build on this performance and get three points at home next week and start an unbeaten run. Same team next week as well. I'd be inclined to agree with that yeah. as well. Good tweets are coming into us. So let us know if you agree or if you disagree with any of those tweets. They all came into at Orient Outlook. So you can give us a tweet uh, at Orient Outlook or you can email us at Orient Outlook at Outlook.com. We're also on Facebook at Orient Outlook Podcast or on Instagram at Orient underscore Outlook underscore podcast. We are indeed. Prediction League then and fair play to a lot of people who predicted won all and got three points. Play backgammon, Ed, Ed WXST10, Liam NUFC1998, PM31970, Steve Chaplin4, um, Elfin Splash9581, James O'Hagan, Floodgates, Richard J. Bourne, Craig Thurston, at Ozfan Basing, Bill underscore Johnson UK, Dennis Orient, Vlatas underscore C, East London Exile, Wrecker Blue App, CM Oriental. Congrats to every single one of you. It's not an easy thing to do. No one got the correct scorer, uh, so everybody there gets three points. And that means the Prediction League has changed for yeah. the first time it's getting in interesting now. three or four months. It's getting interesting. Absolutely. 13 points topping the league this week is Steve Chaplin 4. That's his Twitter account. O's fan basing and Sue underscore Manx uh, are in second place. Uh, respectively on 12 points and third place on 11 points Allen AVM 1502 and Waller Ad so thanks to everybody who sent in their predictions and that rounds up yeah Oldham well done so Sunday the 8th of December today so the Orient ladies were in action they were away to Portsmouth in the second round of the FA Cup and despite taking the lead in the seventh minute we eventually lost the game 5-1 as Portsmouth who are the team in the league above us were just too strong. So unlucky to ladies. But on the flip side, well done to the development team who beat uh, Victoire FC 3-0 in their league with goals from Natasha, Georgia and Gemma. So well done to well the development done. team. Yeah, absolutely. They're smashing it there. So let's wrap this up. We're at 53 minutes now. We uh, have a fancy football update. Andy Chalk tops the Orient Outlook podcast uh, league on 976 points. 16 ahead of Jack Harrison in second place. But the rest of today's matches that were played out are yet to be added. So that could possibly change as it stands. Yeah. As we speak right now, in 121st place out of 284 uh, is our Steve. Uh, <laughs> and in Dream Team, A. Brown is top. That's not the name that we've read out last time. Is at the top of the Orient Outlook podcast Dream Team. I think Andy Chalk was top of that league I last time. I think he time, was, yeah. Uh, on 969 points, ahead of our Hawks in second place. Steve is doing well here on 24th. You're up. A few places. Um, there, yeah, a better week on both, to be fair. Yeah, 24th out of 87 players. We move on then to the positives and the negatives. Okay, so positives uh, of the last fortnight then. So, first up, good to come back from a goal down in both matches covered over the last two weeks. So, good response to going a goal down. Secondly, I think Ross alluded to it, the squad now is 
getting closer to full fitness. So yep. really good to see. And thirdly, we've mentioned him a bit already. I think the emergence of Hector Kiprianu, like yeah. we said three weeks ago. It's gone from reserve to first team yeah, contender. Absolutely. So yeah. some good positives there out the last fortnight. So negatives for Negatives, you? yeah. Nine games without a win. Uh, we've yeah. gone behind in both matches that we've covered this week. Uh, but obviously the positive, as you said earlier, was that we've come back from both of those. And obviously we're out the leasing.com trophy. So... Yeah. Yeah, a bit of a negative, a bit of a downer there. So we're going to move on then to Hero of the Week. We've got one each because we were... Because we for, for different reasons, yeah. We thought that they're both deserving of it. There's no question or a doubt. Um, go on, reveal who yours is so first. So mine, I think... Uh, well, I don't think I know. Mine is Hector Kipriani. So well done to Hector. I think yeah. he's showed maturity to come in two difficult games. You know, not at home. So away yeah. to Bristol Rovers, which would have been difficult. League one. And a horrible trip to Oldham yesterday, which would have been difficult. He's coming, done well on both. So I'm going with Hector. You? I'm going with Liango. Uh, Liango has scored and assisted in the last two games that we've covered. Coming back from injury as well. Uh, the fact, as Ross said in his post-match interview, that he didn't travel with the team because of illness. Uh, but yet he's still put yeah, himself forward. Um, to, to, to play in yesterday's game and ended up playing a pivotal role in us getting something from that game so both are worthy um, so we're going to have joint winners this week yeah absolutely. so well done to, well done, to Hector and Lee yeah so next week's fixtures in just the one fixture coming up for the O's uh, in the week as we welcome one of the biggest clubs in our league if not the biggest I would say Bradford City the Bantams to Brisbane Road on Saturday the 14th of December so Bradford City much tip for promotion I think by everyone Currently six in League Two. They beat Newport County 1-0 at home on Saturday. So if you're going, why not tweet us any time before, during or after the match. And if you see us in or around the ground, come and say hello. Or why not even give us an oi oi. In the evening, it's Justin's gala dinner. Me and the bearded legend has taken our wives out for the evening. We'll yep. be suited and booted. So if you're going and if you see us, please come and say hello it'd be nice yeah, to meet absolutely. Um, more people and obviously it'd be a great night to pay tribute to a great 100%. man 100% very excited by that we've got Bradford at home and then we've got a night out that's fantastic love absolutely. it absolutely sponsorship reminder so don't forget for the best plastering and rendering prices around visit AJF Plastering on Facebook or contact at Big Ads LOFC on Twitter for all your plastering and rendering needs so that is it thank you very much indeed for joining us for episode number 201. It's been a fairly quiet two weeks at the club, to be fair. We were eliminated from the Leasing.com trophy on penalties despite a good performance away to a League One side Bristol Rovers and with a much-changed starting eleven, and found ourselves a goal down away to Oldham on Saturday after just two minutes, but we battled back to get a well-fought point. On to this week now with only the one fixture against Bradford coming up. Ross and the boys have all week to prepare get themselves ready for a big, big game against one of the bigger teams in League 2. So we'll be there getting behind the boys. So if you go in, make sure you do too. So we'll be back with episode 202 next week. So as we start our journey into the early 200s, we'll be back with all the information and views that you could ever need. Hopefully not too hungover, but we can make no promises or guarantees in that way. So if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe. Give the podcast a review. So we do shout you out now at the beginning of the podcast. So come on, we've got 69 now. Let's get that up to 100 at least by Christmas time. Uh, if you're listening on SoundCloud, Spotify, tune in, Stitcher, add us to your favourites or anything else that you listen on, Podbean or whatever it may be. That way you'll have all of the podcasts available as soon as they are uploaded. We're also on all smart speakers. So I can imagine there'll be a few of those being given out for gifts. You can just shout out, play or an outlet podcast on any of them and it will come on for you. If you have yeah. an older relative, a loved one, or an orange chum who you think will like the podcast, grab their phone, download it for them, and be a, be a nice person. Pass Absolutely. the pod, it's Christmas time, and talking of Christmas, talking of Hanukkah, uh, talking of weddings, talking of bar mitzvahs, talking of secret Santas. Glorious mugs that we're still <laughs> trying to shift. So it's secret Santa time, yeah, actually, office... Office gifts, if you have like a five or ten pound limit, these are absolutely perfect. Uh, if you happen to know of an Orient fan, in, well, actually, would a non-Orient fan Doesn't listen to this? Doesn't even have to be an Orient fan. It's just a five or more, great value. They don't get stained. The top quality. They might give it back to you. It's like the gift that keeps absolutely. on giving. Absolutely. So just a five up. We do have about ten left now. We say yeah. it every week, but we've just got rid of another couple this week. So they are going... So I think that's about it. Yeah, that is it. We are under the hour here. So for everybody that likes a podcast under an hour, this is the one for you. So we're going to play out 
with a festive tune, my favourite festive tune for this time of year. And we'd just like to say thank you to everybody who supported us over the Absolutely. last 200 Good episodes. Shout. Very, Good very shout. grateful to you. Uh, and here's to the next however many. Uh, up the O's and have a great week. Yeah. We'll see you next week.